of the uh, uh, Petaluma Airport Commission. And uh, if we could uh, have a reading of the roll, please. Lawrence. Debnar. Here. Frost. Here. Albertson. McGaw. Here. McDonald. Here. Winter. Here. Okay. Uh, Madam Chair, if Yo. I may intervene, at this point I'd like to introduce Leonard Olive, who's uh, been with the city for a month now. He's in charge of operations manager, of which the airport and the marina are under his wing. So Leonard's going to be a great, <laughs> a great addition for us. Good. Well, welcome to, welcome to the meeting. Look forward to working with you. Um, okay. Uh, moving on, uh, approval of the minutes uh, of the uh, August 1st, 2013 uh, meeting. Do I have any, are there any additions or comments that any of the members have to the minutes? Okay, I'd entertain a motion to approve said minutes. So moved. Second. All those in favor? Signify Aye. 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 Opposed? Carries unanimously. Okay, moving into public comment. Um, we have uh, some public comments. Um, uh, who wants to uh, kick off their public comment this evening? Mark. Good evening. Mark Ashton, Petaluma. I just wanted to um, make comment on uh, fuel and I know the Commission was looking into uh, available fuels uh, down the road um, with the retirement of 100 load lead um, going to take place and it looks like that 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 timeline for 100 load leads replacement keeps uh, moving up. Um, uh, most recent development was Lycoming just issued another uh, service letter um, adding to their list of uh, aircraft engines that can now use unleaded fuel and the list is growing um, constantly and I think there's uh, there's over a hundred on on their list as of um, this last revision and I just wanted to make sure that the Commission is looking down the road um, for this replacement so that we're positioned to have a fuel system that's uh, available um, so we're not caught up in in the transition period which I'm sure there will be some airports that will be caught out and will not have any fuel available and so perhaps this is something for the operations committee to look look into a little bit more, more deeply. Um, there are portable uh, systems above ground, such as the one that Sonoma Sky Park has. It's on skids, so to speak. The the, the tank, the the pump, the whole apparatus is fully self-contained without going into hundreds of thousands of dollars of digging up our, our current system. And to that end, um, with Lycoming adding another bunch of engines that are available for the low lead, uh, pardon me, the no lead, the unleaded fuel, um, you know, it was 15 years down the road, then it was 10, and, and it could be as soon as five years, um, e even even sooner. Um, so I think it's it's something that we need to, as a as an airport, um, keep our eye on this ball. And maybe we need some sort of um, an informal survey to see what just who is buying our fuel. Maybe there can be a card out at the gas island with um, what kind of airplane do you operate, what's your engine. And just have some sort of survey that goes on for several months, get a feeling for what kind of aircraft are we actually um, servicing in the fuel department. I know we have a number of um, RVs, the Vans product, and a lot of those people on our field are using unleaded already. 
So they're buying that fuel, bringing it in, and filling up their aircraft because um, they're allowed to use that. So just a thought, hey, let's, let's get ahead of this. Let's not get caught. Um, I think it's going to happen a lot, lot sooner than uh, we all thought originally. Thank you. Appreciate your comments, Mark. That has been a subject of the operations subcommittee uh, in the past, and we are uh, looking at making contingency plans and and budgeting items um, for so that we have a war chest going forward to be able to uh, respond to those. But thank you for your comments, Don. Do you want to go at this point? Um, uh, beyond, yes. Uh, well, other than the other than the correspondence, do you want to? Okay. All right. Well, we'll bring Kristen, it up. Kristen, could I uh, speak to the to Mark's uh, comments a little bit? All right. Hang on, just a second. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll pick up your uh, uh, comments there, Don. When we uh, bring up then, uh, I stand by. We'll, we'll when we pick up item five here, we'll I'll call on you. Go ahead, uh, Colin. Yeah, I just wanted to say I'm, I was kind of the point person to, to bring this up initially, I think, and uh, I haven't, uh, uh, I have been keeping some track of it. Um, did contact a few people uh, recently. Uh, it turns out there there was a, a fuel provider out of uh, Carson City, Nevada, that um, had the had the unleaded fuel. Uh, they no longer are are doing that. Um, so that that contact kind of went away. But now there's a, another one called, I think it's called Airworthy Aviation. I have a uh, aviation fuels. I have a, uh, an email I've sent to them and uh, trying to follow up on that. And, uh, and we'll see going forward. I'll, I'll keep everybody informed uh, what I find. Okay. Thank you, Colin. Okay. Um, correspondence. Uh, kick that one over to you then, uh, Bob. Right. Uh, the FAA um, came out and did a, through one of their representatives came out and did an uh, obstacle survey of the airport and as a result of that we received a letter from Renton, uh, Washington concerning uh, several groups of trees that are penetrating the airspace and uh, either need to be removed or trimmed. And so um, I went over and visited with Rooster Run and they agreed to uh, their poplar trees that are located in their parking lot and there are three groups that penetrate anywhere from 13 I think to 22 feet. So we're going to reduce those down below the penetration point because poplars grow rather fast. Uh, there are two oak trees that are on the 2-9 end that are unfortunately mature trees that need to come out because the whole tree is penetrating the airspace. So uh, what the FAA is going to do is going to put a notum out uh, saying that uh, at night IFR that uh, landing on 2-9 with an option of circling land on 1-1 will not be permissible. So we need to get this done as soon as we can to uh, take that notum off. So once the trees are trimmed and removed, I have to have a surveyor come out and uh, survey the trees to make sure that they're uh, not penetrating the space. And what's that? What do you think the time frame on getting those removed are? Uh, we want to get them removed within a month. Yeah. Okay. Um, old business, approval of airport rules and regulations. Um, we have public comment on that. Go ahead, Don. Yeah, Don Smith, uh, Petaluma. Uh, I just got this yesterday. I think you know that, Madam uh, Chair. Oh, commission members. I got behind. Uh, anyway, um, it, it, it would it'd be easier to follow if, if it was coded. Um, but anyway, I, I 
to me that there's substantial errors in it uh, to start with the the first uh, thing the airport commission uh, you should follow the language in the city charter and the city charter uh, comes up with the fact that the one person is a city council person or appointed by the by the by the city council for a council person to the airport uh, Papa Petalum Airport Pilots Association appoints the next person all the others will be appointed by the city council and of course I'm cutting the words but that that's basis of what it says and that's not what your your says everybody's appointed by the city council so I think uh, that Don excuse me um, the original um, rules and regulations on definition of airport commission is the same as what we have here. Did you go to 260-10 and 260-20 in the charter? That's what I thought I was looking at. Maybe not. <clears throat> I guess I there's no um, don't have that copy one. of the uh, charter in the Handouts that we have. Provided. So you're referring to the charter of the that that established the airport commission. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. And and this definition of airport commission was seven individuals appointed by council. Yeah. See, and, and there's there's a technicality in there that the the although I've you know I've been here and I've watched I watch this on television uh, a lot uh, and where they actually. Uh, approve the Papa uh, appointment. Technically, the city council That's has right. nothing to do with that. That's right. The pilot, no. and that should be that. Those things should be brought out to the okay. council when they happen, rather than just accept them from voting okay. and, and discussing it. Gotcha. Um, my my next thing, and I'm going to read something to you. Oh, as I say, I just got this yesterday and didn't have, but I think this, let me read this, it'll help it. Okay. The airport commission directs within the limits of the charter the operations of the airport. It oversees the airport manager, has most of the authority to run the daily airport operations. In addition, the commission acts as an intermediate appellate body over certain airport manager decisions. The city council is the final city appellate body. The commission does not have the power to enter into contracts, hire, fire employees, except as approved by the city council, or spend money outside the budget the city council has approved. Essentially, the commission recommends action policy to the council which the council approves or disapproves. The commission has the authority to ensure the airport manager operates the airport within the framework and approved actions of the policy and the commissions. Cannot, however, take action the council has not previously authorized. Uh, and this is a piece of work by Eric W. Danley, city attorney. So my thing on, 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 on what you've developed keeps talking about reporting things to the city. No, they should be reported to either the airport commission or the city or the airport manager. And it's like 
if there's an a accident or something, uh, it's important that that's reported directly to the airport manager, not the city. You don't go out and stand at the city limits and holler, uh, we had an accident. It goes to the, the airport manager and then he has to be sure that he controls what's going on during that. And we've had a situation out there a few years ago, um, I got in the middle of that one, where we had police cars all, all over the runway for no good reason at all. Everything was cleared off the runway. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, this, this, the city council is the, is the appellate above the airport commission and the airport manager. So the, in, in, in here, uh, Don, excuse me, are you reading from the, the charter again that formed the commission? Is that where you're reading from? No, that, no, that was a, that was a letter to the city it, 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 it's, it's very long, but it, it's a letter to, it spells out the, the, the whole right. thing. But this is a legal interpretation of what the duties. Right. Okay, well, what, what we're dealing with here in front of us is the draft rules yes, and regulations. Yeah. So if you could tie it in with this, I would appreciate it. Well, otherwise, well, I would, and yeah, I, I, would, fact, I, mean, I would like if you have another, another com committee meeting, first of all, I would like to see you codify the thing. It's a lot easier to go through something codified and compare what, what was there before and, and not. Two, I'd be glad to sit in with you and go over all of this and bring some of my records with me. Um, well, at the moment, um, I don't. Th we're not. Uh, we're not planning on taking a final vote this evening, so that uh, uh, that can happen. But if you have specific comments about specific provisions you know in the in the regulations that well, draft regulations that we're looking at today that would be that would be germane and well, helpful I, yeah, I'd be happy well, to meet I, with I, you I, later I, to discuss the rest of this Under compliance with Federal Aviation Act and federal regulations, uh, B, city may prohibit aircraft operations when it is determined that the conditions are such that the contained operations would be unsafe. That's the airport manager's job, not the city's job. That directly is the responsibility of the airport manager. Jump in, Leonard. <laughs> Don, would A, the same thing apply in A also? Right. Mm hmm Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the city, this, you know, that's like saying we want micromanagement. Um, and the airport's been successful because it hasn't had micromanagement. And there's several places in here. Uh, I marked something 16004-150. Again, it says city. Uh, the owner and operator of an aircraft involved in an act. Yeah. The owner and operator of, a, of an aircraft involved in an accident of the airport resulting injury to persons or damage to property shall notify the city. 
<clears throat> Donna, the, 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 the format here of the, of the public comment, I think we've now kind of run out of time. Um, I know that I can't follow your comments. It sounds like they're well taken um, on, they're on a number of points. Um, and they're not going to get codified in the next nanosecond. So uh, we're going to, and, and there's no intent to vote on these tonight anyway. No. Um, so um, uh, we'll put our heads together with the operations committee and, and uh, maybe sit down with you and, and uh, look at exactly. look at what the additional materials that you think ought yeah. to be incorporated. Uh, I know at one time I furnished you copies of the county's thing, and, and it. Uh, it, it, it everything there comes to the commission in at the county. Okay, well appreciate appreciate your comments and and uh, we'll uh, look to and that's why we're doing this in two separate things. So, um, any of the council members uh, have comments on the um, uh, airport rules and regulations that we the draft ones that uh, are before you tonight is uh, item. Yeah, I I just like to make a couple of comments. Um, first off, the um, primary resource for the modified rules and regulations we have here um, were based on the originally approved um, rules and regulations that date back yeah that, there you go thank you Don. Um, and so we wanted to be in keeping with that but given your comments plus all the tenants need an opportunity to review and comment and all of that so I would suggest we table this for now carry it over as um, old business next meeting let the operations committee take a shot at it um, I think Bob was planning to draft and s distribute a letter to all airport tenants saying that this will be coming up at the December meeting um, and let everyone be on notice that uh, they're welcome to come and share their thoughts and this will be up for discussion and potential review and approval endorsement onto the city council to incorporate um, when they get it into their agenda but that would be my suggestion we just table it at this point and uh, yeah, I think I think we're back to the operations committee yeah we discussed doing that I, I want to give any any of the other commission um, members an opportunity to, to comment here before we take a motion to table it yeah. anybody else have any I, I would agree with as, uh, because that's I think that's important to for us to know exactly what's going on and, and all members of the air, airport and management. Okay, anybody else have any any comments? Okay. Uh, Madam Chair, uh, one of the things I'd like to bring up is when we went through the rules and regulations, we looked at uh, definitions the FAA's changed. Mm -hmm. <coughs> we looked at certain references which don't really pertain anymore. They per, um, noted the Civil Aeronautics Board, which doesn't exist. Um, there were some federal aviation regulations that were put in the original rules and regulations, which we removed because the FAA is in charge of enforcing those, not us. Um, and there were certain areas in the rules and regulations that dealt with leases, and we felt that it's better to have that in the lease itself and not in our rules and regulations because uh, some of the leases we can change on a more frequent basis and we can the rules and regulations so uh, those are some pertinent items to remember when mm -hmm. we go through these it uh, really it kind of simplified them to some extent and there really wasn't that much we added to it that should cause any uh, kind of controversy 
No, actually, they're quite a bit, <coughs> quite a bit less than they were before, and um, I'm pretty sure that the language in here where it does refer to the city was probably lifted directly, um, having been involved in the drafting. I'm quite certain that I don't it think was. I don't think we added that no. language at mm -hmm. any point. So no, it came from the original version of the rules and regulations. We didn't change that. If it was in okay. error back in the past, it'd be a good so time to correct it now. But uh, as it, mm -hmm. Don okay. noted, I'll entertain a motion to table this. So moved. Second. Second. Okay. All in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? Unanimously carries. Um, I see we have no new business. Move on to. Um, <clears throat> subcommittee reports. <clears throat> I guess I'll address that one as I sit on the subcommittee, uh, on the operations subcommittee, that is. Um, we, uh, uh, the main thing that the operations subcommittee did at their last meetings was, was to deal with the, uh, the rules and regulations uh, that we have was um, uh, uh, item 5A. Uh, and we also discussed a number of initiatives going forward um, to uh, deal with the potential for fuel, um, the, the fuel changes that are certainly coming down um, at some point in the future. Uh, I think we all understand that uh, leaded aircraft fuel um, that is currently the staple out at the airport and throughout the industry um, is going to go away. Um, as soon as uh, the FAA uh, and the industry can come up with a suitable substitute, um, we also recognize that there's maybe a period of time um, where there's a two-fuel solution, um, one unleaded and one um, uh, leaded, <clears throat> because there are a number of aircraft um, that, as of yet, they have not found a substitute for the 100-octane leaded fuel that the airport currently uses. Um, we're looking at that. <clears throat> Um, some other things that we have <coughs> looked at and continue to look at to um, improve the airport is the uh, aircraft, the uh, approach lighting system to make the uh, uh, instrument approaches uh, uh, more easily usable at night. Um, and uh, uh, I think we're all basically in uh, the um, uh, in agreement that we need to make <clears throat> the airport as user-friendly as we can. <clears throat> the FAA having instituted a very good instru instrument approach G based on a GPS system um, that has now been in operation for a year and a half or so and is um, uh, a, a dramatically improves the ability of aircraft to make landing in the in the fog and in the uh, marine layer conditions we get, uh, which dramatically improves the potential usability of our airport. Um, and so we're looking to piggyback onto that and to continue to develop the airport, um, to keep it busy, to keep it as a economic resource for Petaluma, um, and to keep it um, completely financially self-supporting as it has been uh, for the last uh, several decades. So. Uh, that's my comments as far as what the operations subcommittee uh, is up to and in the future we're also looking at commercial um, uh, minimum standards uh, and uh, basically streamlining operations at the airport. Comments? Um, yeah, just um, on the financial side, um, the uh, fuel sales are up for both jet and uh, low lead for aviation gasoline uh, over our 
annual or our monthly projection, and uh, our revenues are up a fair bit as a result of that. Um, you'll notice the spreadsheet for um, our expenses and revenues through September shows a deficit, uh, but that is temporary since in August we made a significant payment for on our loans. Um, we'll make up for that. You can see that the revenues are quite positive uh, uh, months following that. So that'll be made up for very quickly. And again, we're projecting a uh, surplus at the end of the year. I know we've got a ways to go on that yet, but if things continue um, and our conservative approach to uh, budgeting uh, uh, works out as it has in the past, we should be in good shape. Okay. Thank you, Tom. Any other uh Comments or questions for the operations subcommittee before I kick it over to projects? Okay. Um, who wants to talk about projects? Going to take that, Colin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only, like I said, I, I, I guess I kind of jumped the gun on the projects and, and uh, the, the fuel, the fuel issue. Um, and I, I don't know if that's a project or an operation sometimes. So um, I guess. Getting it here would be an operation, and, and work would be a project. So, <laughs> so that's about it for uh, the, nope. that I have uh, to report on. Okay. Um, I think that takes us down to manager support. Take it away, Bob. Uh, we currently have one open hangar, and it's a standard T hangar with a 41-foot door opening. Um, so, other than that, we're sitting pretty good. Uh, bird strikes, we've had uh, two sets of bird strikes. One occurred on August 23rd, uh, right around 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, we had an eclipse taking off and struck eight pigeons, of which two were ingested in the left engine. Uh, did some dam well, did significant damage to the engine, and, um, which was replaced. Uh, we also had, um, on September 22nd, an unknown plane hit an egret on the airport field. Uh, sometime in the mid-morning. Uh, we have contacted a company uh, to Wild Wing Company to help us mitigate these uh, bird issues and we are hoping to solicit them soon so we can take care of the mainly the pigeon problem. Uh, Bob, if I might, um, as it relates to birds because it brings it um, back to mind. Uh, this morning when I was landing with Rolf, uh, two seagulls got scared, I guess, and f jumped up off the ground and flew right over the top of the plane as I was rolling out. And I didn't see them until they were smack in front of the nose, and I thought it was going to be uh, aircraft and bird, but uh, they were agile enough to skidoot out the way. But they were seagulls, and I hadn't seen seagulls at the airport before. Usually we get few seagulls. Um. I'm glad you missed them. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, moving on, the PG&E has been uh, hydro testing one of the gas transmission lines that intersects the uh, the ramp area and, and the runway itself. Uh, it was a successful test, and they've been removing the equipment for probably like three weeks now. And uh, what's left is um, they graded the top of the hill, commonly known as Mount Shut, and uh, they're going to be hydro seeding that area within the next few weeks. Are they going to pull that fence right. material that, down? That fence was for stormwater procedures or best manager practices. Oh, okay. So it'll be open for people to walk right. and all that. That's okay. correct. 
Uh, one thing to keep in mind, um, they'll be back next summer to test the other pipe. We have two underground pipes. Uh, so they'll be back um, with the same process. Also, starting in January, February time frame, they'll be, PG&E will be bringing a, a gas transmission line down Washington uh, in front of the airport and then uh, taking a turn to the east, right about where the property line divides the Petaluma Airport and the uh, Rooster Run, and they'll be running line, uh, the fence line down to where they would connect up to uh, their other sets of lines. And that should start sometime in February. Uh, the fuel service provider, we had presented a, an agenda bill for a fuel service provider at the airport. Uh, it was deemed that the request for proposal was not the correct uh, vehicle to use to purchase or to uh, solicit a contract for this bid. So we're um, looking at two options and we hope to be working through that fairly soon to, so we can move forward. One of the options is to be uh, <coughs> piggyback on another municipality's request for a proposal. Uh, the other um, solution might be to go out and solicit bids a second time. So we'll uh, more will come on that as we move along. Bob, as I recall, um, there are many elements involved in the requirements we have when we procure fuel from a supplier. It's not just the lowest price delivered to us. It includes service. It includes parts and materials for maintenance, testing, quite a number of things and the different companies in my professional experience you can take the low cost on one item but that might be a loss leader given the charges of some of the additional uh, materials equipment and expertise you might need which can in total when you look at an entire cost package can actually not be the low bidder so is that involved in what we're looking at here in any way shape or form It'll probably, <coughs> excuse me, it'll probably be end up being like a two-part proposal. The first part will uh, most likely be involved with fuel pricing, uh, the average over a uh, six-month period or whatever we, we choose. And then the second portion would be what services they offer as well to augment okay. the price. Yeah. So if one was low and the other was high, we'd have to do some analysis to determine which is the best um, option to go with in terms of the supplier that we would choose? Leonard Olive, Operations Manager, City of Petaluma. Uh, what, what Bob is talking about is what we would call a uh, multi-step or multi-stage bid or RFP. Uh, the RFP may not necessarily have been ruled out. We're, we're having dialogue about that. But the first step would be to gather up all those qualitative things, service, uh, all the different factors, branding and whatnot, and weight those factors. You've got to identify those factors in the request or in the bid. You weight them, and after uh, the field of bidders goes through that first step and they've been narrowed down, then you go to the second step, which is price. That's one way of doing it. Or you could let all of the field pass through that first step with weighted scores which would offset a price on the second step. So that's what 
we're, we're kind of looking okay. at. All right. Thanks, Leonard. Yeah. Um, uh, Bob, I've got a question. Um, you know, based on the FAA grant assurances and the FAA um, regulations uh, that are the overriding control of the airport, is this even a city issue? Is this, isn't this strictly an airport issue? Uh, we'd have to look into that. Um, okay. We have the right to make the recommendation, but we can't. The airport commission cannot enter into contractual agreements. City council has to. That's correct. Right. Yeah. Right. So is this something that operations, perhaps a representative from the operations committee could um, um, be included in the review process? Or I don't want to hold it up, but. I think at this point, Leonard and myself and, and others will be looking at okay. what options we have and we'll get back to. And then bring it back to, okay, great, thank you. Um, now that we've gone through, or are going through the rules and regulations updates, we ought to take a look at uh, finalizing a commercial aviation permit it talks about it in the rules and regulations, but as such, we don't have a formal form. Uh, I would suggest the operations committee uh, on the next meeting look into that as well. Coming up. Um, I would like to thank the Petaluma Area Pilots Association for installing the new railing on the deck. Uh, it's received great reviews. Uh, it looks aesthetically pleasing. Uh, it doesn't break it up like the other one did. Uh, and I think it, it brings us to a little higher standard and, and uh, I'd like to write him a letter and thank him personally and on behalf of the Commission. Last, um, last winter we did a retrofit in the hangars and the lights outside the hangars, putting in new lights and ballasts, mainly LEDs, that would uh, require less uh, energy usage. Uh, part of that was a retrofit of the ramp area. Uh, we have 13 lamps that uh, we're going to be retrofitting and PG&E will be um, using one of their rebate programs. Uh, the payoff on this is uh, right around two years, hmm. and we'll, the lighting will be at least double what we have now at a lesser cost. Uh, we'll be following what Santa Rosa did uh, last winter in there, putting up the same LED lights, and it's, it's quite bright. Uh, it'll, it'll be a big... Um, big plus for the airport. We may even find with this new lighting that we can cut down half lights after a certain period of time at night on the ramp. So that's all I have for my uh, manager's report this evening. Okay. Thank you, Bob. Uh, commission comments? Cullen, anything that you'd like to comment on? Well, I guess I'd like to thank uh, Don Smith for uh, his input on the on the uh, rigs and, and rules. Uh, I think Definitely, uh, you know, his inputs uh, welcome and, and uh, really uh, needed. So uh, thanks, Don. That's it. Um, I'm surprised we only have one hangar open. I mean, I'm just, my eyes light up and I'm very joyful about that idea. <laughs> uh, and even more the lighting situation uh, giving us more light for less cost uh, 
you know, we just get better and better all the time with technology, I guess. So, uh, good job, Bob. I think I've said my comments. I'll pass it to Tom if you got anything else. Um, Leonard, welcome. Be great working with you in the future. Um, also, as I'm sure we all know, that um, Veterans Day is Monday. And um, I just like to uh, acknowledge the service of all of our veterans. We have quite a few in our pilot club and around the airport. Uh, the parade will be early in the afternoon on Monday, and it promises to be another grand event. So recommend everybody come out, support the vets, and um, show them how much we care. Thank you. Fred, any comments? Well, I think everybody said uh, just about everything that happened tonight, so I'll pass. Okay. All right, that takes us to adjournment. Do I have a motion to adjourn the meeting? I move that we adjourn. Do I have a second? I'll second. All those in favor? Favor. All those in favor?